This is a Podfire production. This podcast may include explicit themes or swearing and may not be suitable for children. The first beer goes down easy. It's bubbly, it's sweet, tickles the back of your throat. The second beer you're starting to enjoy it, you kick back. Getting a bit more relaxed. But it's the third beer, Brett. That is. It's the third beer that we hit that vibe. A certain mellowness comes over. It's a golden light nectar, I would describe. The pub turns into a very happy place, and you've hit that spot that's just right. And our third beer is a special guest each week that we get to interview and have a chat to not only about the beer, but also about life and other stuff that men don't talk about. I'm Brett McCallum. I'm Chris Dixon, and we'd like to talk about the third beer. G'day buddy, how are you? How you doing big fella? Mate, welcome back. Feels good to be back. It does, don't you? Very uh, summery today in your in your uh, pineapple shirt. Yeah, I thought, you know, bring back the proper. Bring back the proper. Proper Thursday. We're almost there. Very close. Just sort of chilling and it's all good and even the beard's gone. Mate, get the trim down, it's not gone. Oh, just sorry, it's not gone. Just how long since you've not had a Have you ever not had a beard other than when you were a kid? When was the last time you were clean shaved? I started a beer when I was 13. Just kept it going. <laughs> Early starter. How's uh, the week been treating you? Uh, busy. Busy, you know. A lot of people out there need a bit of support. So, flat out. Flat out, like a lizard drinking. What about yourself? My yeah, ridiculous. Started Just three more projects. Probably five this week. She's got busier and busier. and it's, uh, But that's a good thing. Cool. Your little just, mic there, you're, you're just making some adjustments, you're all good. I've just been given some advice that I'm too far away from the mic. There we go, we can hear him now. So I'm just trying to work on the best position, you know. Mate, I've got a special guest today. Really? Really special guest, and it's probably our youngest ever guest, I reckon, on this podcast. Wow. Okay. And the reason that he's here, and we'll, we'll kachunk it in a minute, but the reason that he's here is... I went and did a... Uh, He's not too young to have a beer, though, is he? No, no, no. We checked his, <laughs> yeah, we checked his age limit on the way in the door. <laughs> I mean, he might grow a beard at 13 as well, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I did a speech, uh, a lunch and learn session down at uh, at Gold Coast Hub a few weeks, or oh, a couple of months ago now, actually, and uh, and he was in the crowd. And I asked everyone, do you have any questions? And I'd just been talking about fuck-ups in life and all the different things I've done and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, and he put his hand up. And I said, oh, g'day, mate. And I, and I looked at him and he was half the age of everyone in the room. I said, how old are you? And he goes, I'm 21. And I made everyone give him a clap. The fact that he got off his ass and actually come to this lunch and learn session was, was sensational. And then he asked me, how do you focus? And I'm probably the worst person in the world <laughs> to ask that question to. But at the same time, it was like, mate, we need to get together. So I gave him a copy of my book and then I, um, I got him in the office a couple of weeks later and we sat down and had this amazing conversation and that's what we're going to talk about today. And I, I think he's one of those, the, we, I think we've found a millennial that's actually uh, having a really good crack at life. Having a crack. And mate, so I'll introduce you. This is Kato. G'day, Kato. How are you? Did you like that intro? I'm that pretty was amazing. Oh, I think that was great. That's perfect. Yeah. So mate, I've done something different this week, right? And it's only because you're here, Kato, and I thought it'd be good. Plus the fact is that I'm um, trying to keto. As much as I can at the moment. I feel special. Is is the fact that normally we all have the same beer, but I thought I'd give you guys a bit of an opportunity and change things up this week. So I've gone with the uh, Burley Big Head No Carb Beer, 
of course. And uh, as Chris has done the same, obviously looking after your waistline there, Bruce. <laughs> try to, mate. Try to. I've put on some COVID pounds there, you know. So there's no car beards what I'm working on. Chris is, Chris is on keto as well. Hey? No, nah, Chris is just always skinny, mate. That's one of the issues we have. Lean. Lean. <laughs> Lean, uh, sorry. It's, it's hard work, mate. It is it's hard, hard work, work yeah. indeed. Anyway, I'm going to chunk. Hang on. Yeah. Anyway, you try. So you push down. And then it should pop it back up. All right. So what uh, what inspired you about this young bloke, mate? What what, what? Mate, the fact that he um, got off his ass and had a crack at coming to this event, and then when we were chatting, he was talking about things like meditation. He was talking about how he should focus on one thing, how to make money. Like he's a he's a genuine young entrepreneur. Okay. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Entrepreneurship. Bam. All right, but the big re- but the big reason. Hang on, oh, fuck, that's good beer. The beer, the main reason I wanted to bring him into this particular podcast is he told me a bit about his life story, and we're going to go through that about the fact he's still living at home and working a number of jobs and all that sort of stuff. But he wants to make a difference in the world, and by that, like getting young blokes together and actually talking to each other and helping them and doing all that sort of stuff, and. That was the main purpose about why I uh, I wanted to bring him in. Okay. I thought that would be a useful conversation for us to chat about. Welcome. Thank you. So, mate, tell us your story. Who are you? Why are you sat here? Oh, well, I'm just so glad that I get to come in today and, yeah, share this sort of stuff. This is exciting. I, uh, I, don't, I, I try not to bring age into it too much because, you know, I feel like sometimes it can be irrelevant because I've had people tell me all, you know, for so long, oh, you're only this age and you're doing this and you're doing that. And I, I don't really, I don't like to focus on that as much, but, uh, yeah, I feel like the last few years have been crazy. I've just had this massive upshift of consciousness, you know, I, I, it was only a few years ago. I was just a kid doing young guy stuff, like, or, you know, having fun doing silly stuff. And, um, long story short, I, I had a big incident with drugs and it just woke me up to everything. And then since then, it's just been an absolute roller coaster of self growth, development. Just may I ask what kind of drug you indulged in? Uh, I was playing with all of them, and then the night that it all happened and all changed, it was just weed. Okay. When I you just, say you're, hang on, go back. You're yeah. going to get interrupted in this Absolutely. conversation. Let's do it. When you say you're playing with all of them, how hard did you go? Man, not really that. It was also it was always experimentation. I, it was I, like crack and stuff, or did you I do have it? I have tried everything once i've never injected anything but uh-huh. i've tried all of the other stuff once like i have tried that um yeah Why? because for me it was so interesting after after pl- like playing with drugs and weed i started noticing well i feel i feel different and i wanted to be conscious of the way i was thinking and what was going on in my head as the things were as i was feeling and i wasn't just getting high to get high and after my big snap I really started thinking if these drugs can change me that much, what usages do they have? So I wanted to try each thing differently to be like, how do I feel? How do I think differently? How do I operate differently? And it gave me a lot of insight into different models of the world because we're all different. We're all unique. We all think differently. And So were you conscious of this shit when you were doing it? Yeah, yeah, 100%. So you, you sat down and thought, actually, I'm going to smoke this crack pipe, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. Right? 
because I want to actually get an understanding of how my brain's going to work. Yep. Isn't that exactly what we do with these beers, though? Well, no, that's what I mean. I find that really experiments. We say, this beer, it makes me feel like this, and I like the taste of that, and... You know, it's just another way of engaging. It's it, the way I like to look at it is is like everyone looks at the world through one way, and if you've never been exposed to something like that and you know altering in a way, you you're not you're not used to it, and then all of a sudden you try something different and you put on a whole new lens, you put on a whole new set of glasses. It's like you see blurry vision your whole life, and then one day you put on these glasses and you see perfectly. And that's what it was always like to me. And I don't feel the need to want to try these things anymore. I feel fine. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not interested. You know, I, I feel like I found everything I want through that. Now it's more so the meditation and the breath works and being able to talk about the different, you know, psychosomatic things and stuff like that. But there's a natural yeah. way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The drugs can be a keyhole for certain people. Yeah. Have you ever tried drugs? I'm uh, not anything hard. Not uh, probably. Define hard. I'd never injected or, or smoked anything that bubbled. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> I think that'd be the way to go. Like, oh, oh what have I tried? I've, I've I've smoked marijuana. Okay. Um, I've now I've never injected myself. I've I've snorted a white bit of powder once. I don't know what it was. Might have been whiz fizz, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Didn't fucking nothing to me. No. And that's it. Really, only just only beer, beer and. That sort of stuff. I beer, never really got beer into and sherbet. Beer and sherbet, yeah. <laughs> but I um, sherbet's good stuff. I snorted tequila once. That's never a good idea. Don't try wow, that oof. at home. That's fuck. That's just stupid. <laughs> but um, <laughs> do you remember whiz fizz? Do you remember the little little a little spoon? Little spoon used to get out of it, man. Tell you a funny story about right. that. Yeah. I once went on a small spoon diet, right, which was the same size as a whiz fizz spoon. Because I had small spoon diet. There is but such a thing. I had a philosophy <laughs> that you could eat whatever you wanted, but if you ate it with this small spoon, you get the shits and that you wouldn't actually fucking eat as much food. How fucked up is my head? Or is this your own theory? <laughs> it was my own theory. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was on an aeroplane and I was coming back from somewhere and um, they used to give you this little whiz fizz type little, spoon. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, fuck, how good with that? A small spoon diet. You just go and you just only eat whatever you want with this little spoon. Lasted about a week. Didn't lose any weight. Got frustrated, snapped the spoon in the end. But anyway, oh, you only use one spoon. <laughs> one spoon. That's it. You, you got this have, one. Spoon. You didn't have multiple spoons. <laughs> that's the spoon. Oh, okay. <laughs> once the spoon went, diet was over. <laughs> uh, I went on an apple diet once as well. I just ate apples. I thought that'd be good for you. That's not a good idea. That's not a good diet. Do you hear about the guy who just ate potatoes for a diet? He dead set for about a year. Just ate just potatoes. He baked them. He mashed them. Out. Just potatoes. What? All different yeah, times. That's it. My daughter would love that. She's a potato holic. Scary. Anyway, back to you. Coming back to you. <laughs> so you had this. Um, have you no, I guess mind, ask you that mind, question. Mind what have you oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know. Have you tried everything? Same as you, mate. No, I haven't really had a huge drug intake, but I've had, you know, some experiences like this young fella that. Have you done, like, done acid or something like that where you actually, well, no, not, I won't say acid, like an hallucinogenic? Is that a, well, marijuana word? is considered to be hallucinogenic. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, mild, a mild hallucinogenic. Yeah. Well, depending. I mean, some hydro is quite potent nowadays as well. Especially on the Gold Coast. And there's lots of synthetic stuff out there now too, like yeah. Yeah. and a few other things that are very close to being, you know, hardcore kind of hallucinogenics, depending on how you do it. Yeah. I don't know how I'd go with one of the hallucinogenic or if I was just seeing weird shit. And... Well, there's so much research on there, like mind medicine and the types of impacts therapeutically drugs can mm. have, yeah, like mushrooms and yeah. psilocybin mm. and even uh, MDMA um, mm. uh, 
ecstasy and stuff. So that curing people with PSD in yeah. two or three sessions. Really? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because so, well, what actually happens is, you know, if you've got a traumatic event that's stuck in your past, you know, that's still that's still in your timeline because your unconscious mind stores all your memories on a timeline. Yeah. And if you take yourself back to that event and say you're on MD or something like that, you're able to release all of the emotions from that time and you're on such a high, you basically change the um, – you, you change the the pattern of what's going on in your head and then all of a sudden you learn everything that you need to learn from the event and you feel good when you think about it now. So now once you've come out of that, every time you think about it, it's not as traumatic. It's sort of just all released. You can think about it fine. It's like if you have someone every well, time. this they, is done with a therapist. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's a process you go through. I mean, so this is that rewrite your story type yeah, thing. Narrative re, reauthoring all that. Yeah, reauthoring, the narrative therapy. Yeah. But you do it when you're, uh, you know, chemically enhanced and it can get you engaged with the somatic connection to the mm. emotional channels that kind of hold. And wow. So it's really, really exciting stuff. And LSD and uh, so there's a whole range of other types of drugs that are, you know, curing depression and, and alcoholism. There's a, good, a lot of good research about alcoholism and LSD as well. So it's all starting to bubble to the surface. There's like and, uh, and companies all now. against it? Like uh, all the big farmers and stuff, obviously they're not making money off it, so they'd be against that. Uh, well, it's, they just got uh, went went past uh, uh, what's the guy, FDA for Australia, DGA or whatever it is. Yeah. DGA, yeah, they just got put up, and uh, they didn't get they didn't approve it, but they're still kind of looking at it. So a lot oh, of wow. researchers and therapists are trying to get this over the line at the moment. It's quite fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I was looking at medicinal marijuana and the way that. Um, the cannabinoids in your body react to certain parts on your body for different things. Um, and like even things like Tourette's and all those sort of stuff, they reckon if you rub the, the specific oil into the bottom of your feet, there's actually a particular thing that does something to your thing that rewires your brain. Yeah. Thing right. yeah. Anyway, back to you, mate. So you had this moment. <laughs> you yeah. woke up. You say put new glasses on, I'd say you removed the foggy ones saw things clearly. Yeah, and yeah. You, and did, it, did you come back with a mission? Is this what? No, not really. Not really, honestly. Like it, it was uh, It was very traumatic. It was the way that I could explain it was I, I was so scared. I thought I was going to die. Um, it was intense. It was very You're intense. You're on your own? No, I was with a group of people and I just thought, I thought there was aliens and I thought people were going to try and bloody kill me. Anyway, I woke up the next day and I just remember feeling empty. It was as if my whole personality stripped gone completely just nutter and it was just left with a real shell and i remember sitting at the table at home thinking that was weird and i still feel weird and then the next day i still felt not the same and then it just never like i felt like a, there was a massive part of him that just never came back either i was out of my body i was out of my head and then the next couple of years was just a process of putting myself back together i didn't know what it meant it was like i'd lived my whole life unconscious just some kid living happy. I was 17 when it happened at the time, just about to turn 18. And I just remember thinking, what is going on? Like, I'm so confused. Like there's something wrong with me. And then yeah, the next couple of years was just a process of putting myself back together. And I just did it through talking to myself. Just, did you share this with your family? Like nah, did mom, what did mom and dad think? I told them a couple of years later because they knew I was in, not in a great spot, but I just said, Oh, you know, I'm just a bit upset and I'm, you know, just a bit depressed and stuff like that. I didn't really want to tell them I was doing, uh, you know, it was because of drugs. Eventually I did, but, um, how'd that go now? Fine. Really fine. No, they didn't care about the drugs. They just wanted to make sure I was all good. You know what I mean? Like down the line. Yeah. Did you have any support at all? Or? Um, I was, I just, just before it happened, 
I'm so it happened and then I moved to Brisbane and I lived by myself, not by myself with people I didn't know. Um, I went to uni. I didn't make any friends for probably like a year or two. So not really. All I had was my own head and I just used to talk to myself like all day, like every, every day, all day. Um, so what were the influences around you then? Because like, what do you talk to yourself about if you've got nothing in you? It was because it was so, I don't know. It was like, it was like I had seen so much and learned so much about myself. It was like all of a sudden I could see in depth behind my unconscious mind. And it was like, I could consciously hear the unconscious thoughts. And then I was like, wait a second, I can start to control this. And I started seeing things like, if this person is this way because of everything they've ever done in their life, I can become this person if I think this way. And then it just became a process of, you know, making sure that my thoughts didn't hijack me and I start controlling my thoughts differently. And that's just how it started. And then that just took me through different opportunities. And I just looked at people that I liked and looked at people who had good traits. And I just started sort of self-parenting myself, sort of going, oh, I didn't like how I did that. I did like how I did that. And I just wanted to be super conscious of it. And, yeah. That's... Have you seen this type of thing before? Yes. Is there like a... Um... I can, I can, well, if we're going to diagnose such, yeah. a, such a situation, it's a something called dissociation. So sometimes they, they have to personality break from from what they were i think ram das have you ever listened to ram das no he uh he's got a podcast he's got a podcast but he, he was like in the 1960s with the first lsd researcher in harvard and he had similar experience just kind of yeah, drifting right. back drifting back drifting back until his 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 mind in the shop was he saying because he recognized there was someone watching the store yeah right had to rebuild himself yeah so right. it's a very interesting similar kind of story yeah mm. and you know it, you know it's like drug-induced psychosis and a whole range of other things what you did is quite amazing without support or people walking you through that a lot of people get very uncomfortable about it and, and try to you know try to capture who they were but what you did was kind of you know, begin the process of rebuilding which is it's quite amazing and i think that's why i like talking to young people a lot and about this sort of stuff because i'm like if i and like i, I probably you know, put myself back together bit by bit. And <coughs> I, 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 yeah, Robert. really wanted to. <coughs> Sorry, went down the wrong, wrong tube. Mate, wrong tube. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to, yeah, sort of let people know that you can do it by yourself. But there wasn't, I just, it, it was sort of just like simple because you'd have a thought and you'd be like, oh, does that check in? How does that feel? Oh, it doesn't feel good. And then, just change the way you think about things and trying to be the best person I could possibly be. That's all it was. It was just, it was simple, really. So you feel, <coughs> excuse me, feel your thoughts. Yeah. Like your thoughts would create an emotion. Have you ever felt a thought, Brett? Oh, I think so. <laughs> feel the one right now. <coughs> I'm excited. I, I, just, I just find it amazing that, and I know you don't like people talking about your age, but to have the ability to do that on your own and to actually, as Chris said, strip yourself back bare and start again. Mm. That's enormous. Yeah, it was cool. But did you ever get through a period during that time where you think, oh, fuck, I can't do this, I'm going to... No. So was there no. any negativity at all during that, no. that time? No, not really. Not really. Like, there was a lot of sadness, but it was comparable to, like, you know, if someone is extremely poor and they hit that rock bottom point and they're just like... I'm either dead or I'm making this work. You know mm. that you hear those stories of entrepreneurs rising up? Like it was the same thing, but it was me with my mind because there was never, ever a time where I was ever like, I haven't got this or this is too hard. 
even if I was a mess, crying, distraught, I'd be like, I'm not giving up. I've got this. I know I've still got this. It's just another hard time. Like, Where's that come from, though? Like, how were you brought up? Were you brought up that way or were you brought up? Uh, bro, honestly, it's weird. Like, I had this experience in the car early on in the sequence and out of nowhere, I was just listening to music and I just got this, I don't know, I got this message or some intuition or something like that from something letting me know that it's all okay because one day it's going to be something huge. It's going to mean something massive and huge and that was the anchor. That's the why. And Are I you still, religious? No, not really religious. I would say more so, um, is agnostic the one where you believe in it all? I just, I believe in, I believe in energy and I believe in all gods and none at the same time. It's, um, you know. 25 minutes, we mentioned the big G word. <laughs> 25 minutes. New, new record? Big no, no, it's, it's, it's come earlier, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's yeah. interesting. So when you say well, what agnostic is, is mean that you don't actually follow any particular one, but you believe. Is that, that's right. In the right. Case? I think something like that. It means you're not you're not Catholic. You're not uh, any particular religion. No, because but at the same time, you're not an atheist. You don't no, not believe. No, I don't not believe. That's for sure. But at the same, like all of the religions, all point in one direction. They all point towards love and energy. And the feelings behind each religion all comes back to the same thing. They all come back to this greater love, this greater connection, sort of thing. So I, I believe in that, and I believe in energy, and I believe that you know some people want to take it like metaphorically and say, you know when you think of heaven, if what is heaven on earth, heaven on earth is the best possible feeling every single day. You can feel like that. So if you do good in the world, Early you feel head good. Big. <laughs> Definitely no, heaven on earth. No, for a year. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Mate, bizarre. Agnostic. Okay, here we go. A person who believes in nothing known or can be known of the existence or nature of God. So it isn't that you don't believe in God. It's just that you can't actually know God yourself. Yeah, right. Okay. Might not be the right word. What's spinning me out is this is like talking to a young you. Young me. Oh, I think he's far beyond where I was at 21. No, no, I get that. But talking to you now, but if you were 21, you know what I mean? Like, because you guys speak very similar and there, there, there's lots of, of that sort of conversation happening. And, and I can feel there's going to be an attack coming soon. I can just feel it in my bones. It's a love attack, though, I understand. A love attack? No, really? But what, really? <laughs> but what I mean, though, is the stuff you're saying here, mate, is we've been talking about now for a very long time, right? right. And the fact is that um, Chris was my therapist years ago. Right. Well, I've lost me. You got me? I can hear you. I did something wrong. Anyway, I'm back. But, yeah, the thing is, is like this is the stuff he taught me. He taught me how to meditate. He taught me how to go inside myself, find all the black shit inside and get rid of it. Yeah. And, and – that you did that on a massive scale of literally got rid of everything and then rebuilt it, which it's is it's constant, never, never everything. There's always, there's always for me personally, I feel yeah. like it's a constant journey, yeah. So, is it a constant journey or struggle? No, it's not a struggle, it's sort of just like a journey, it's like a piece of play, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a struggle. That was you then, that was me. Sorry, buddy, we all on, yeah, we're on. You yeah. just moved the microphone thing, but that's okay, so we'll leave fine. that in there. Thanks, mate. Yeah, but no, so it's never a so where are, you, where are you now? What's happening today? Bring me to the now. To the now. To, to the, the now. now. No, I feel good. Like everything's pretty decent. Like there's always a push for something better. Decent means decent. Decent, yeah, yeah, decent. But like I'm good, you yeah, know. The lingo. Thanks, man. <laughs> You're down with the young. I learned that Froco today meant frozen Coke. I've never Just heard that. that out there too. Oh, well. Thanks. Two things. I'm going to use that. Decent. Keep going. What do you call a frozen beer? Frobo. Frobo. Frobear. Frobear. 
Anyway, moving on. A freebie? Nah, good. Yeah, everything's sweet, you know. Um, if I come, like if I'm in the moment, I'm fine. But when I go into my mission and stuff, I speak differently. My mind switches on differently. But if I just sort of come back and relax, everything's always fine. There's always something to improve. And I think that's like a lot of mission for men. What do you that mean freedom. when you go into your mission? So for me, I think very timeline. So if I think about mission oriented, it's very, I think forward. I think like there's something out there and I'm working towards it. There's that strive thing. And it's sort of just like I get tunnel visioned. And then if I sort of just relax that and let go of it, I just am just allowing myself to go on peripheral. And when I'm in peripheral, I'm quite relaxed and I just sort of sit into the moment and I just switch between them when I need to do it. And you can switch any time? Yeah. You can, I can do it with like six different states. Like there's so many different states you can choose. You can choose to go into your feminine if you want, you know what I mean? Or you can go into your masculine or you can go into your tunnel or you can close your eyes and go somewhere else. And that's a cool place as well. Around a cave, have you ever been in a cave? Probably, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, we had a we had a wicked podcast, yeah. uh, a couple of podcasts ago, and it was about where people are currently sitting in life and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, right. Chris was in the back of his cave. He was just that chilled. Yeah, he was just there cruising, and me and the other dude were sitting there going, "Yeah, no, nah, you're not. You're at the front. You're ready to jump out of that cave." Mm. How how would you explain the cave, Chris? Well, just what he said before, when you close your eyes, you can go into a special space, but you don't need to close your eyes to do that. You can just uh, you need to go there. park up shop. And what do you think about the, the tunnel versus peripheral? Yeah, it's and interesting. Of flick back know, and there's forward. an excellent book um, called uh, Stroke of Insight. And this uh, neuroatomist, she's a female uh, neuroatomist, she had a stroke in the left side of her brain. So she's incredibly intelligent, PhD, kind of Harvard professor. And she loses her ability to, to think in words, but she's all in the oh, right side what? of her brain. So her right brain is really operational, spatial here now. And your left brain has timeline, past, present, uses language. So they kind of communicate these two halves of the brain, but they operate separately. So she lost, her, lost access to her left and kind of went into this very temporal here now, you know, nirvana, blissful state. So what he's almost describing is that he's bouncing between these. Between two. So it's an actual neurological thing. Oh, there's, totally. Yeah, there's. Wow. So there's. The, you've got your three. Your, your what's it called? Representation systems. So everyone has different representation systems of how they see the world, and we flick between three main ones. This is what we learn in NLP. And you've got visual. So some people are quite visual, and you can tell a visual person because they talk quite fast. Their eyes are darting there. They're looking for things all around the room. They look for, you know, words like it looks right. How does that look? Brilliant, gorgeous. They're very visual. Then you've got the feelers and they breathe very much in their belly and they're a lot slower and they're more relaxed and chill and they're more so focused on how their shirt feels on their skin and how the energy feels in the room and how they pick up vibes off someone or something like that. And then you've got the people who are really in their head and they're basically just sort of talking about things and they, in their mind, they make things make sense. So ideas. And if that makes sense to you. So if you're on the phone to someone, it's like, does that make sense? That's someone who's AD. So they're the thinkers. And then you've got someone like, how does that feel? And they're the feelers, they're the kinesthetics. And then it's like, does that look right to you? So it's, it's these three different systems and you can sort of flick between them. You can choose to sort of go between them. And are people more than one? Like, is everyone three? 
everyone can access three, but for example, like I prefer to be in kinesthetic and I'm very naturally kinesthetic. I like feeling I'm big in the feels, you know what I mean? It's the hugger. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Most men are uh, AD. They're most men. They're like very analytical. You know, that's like that masculine energy. They're like very analytical. So if you find yourself talking yourself a lot or thinking, you know, does this make sense? Does that make sense? That's your AD. And um, then, yeah, there's the visual that can come out. But you, you, you'll you flick through all of them maybe unconsciously. Um, but, yeah, you, you, you'll see when someone's very visual, they're, like, very darty and all over the place and they're, like, high energy and stuff like that. Yeah. So you mentioned NLP. Mm. So you've trained in NLP? Yeah. Why? Because it was just another way to understand myself better, really. You did it for you not to use that as a tool absolutely yeah like primary like of course there was a bit for other people as well it's never it was ne- it's never black and white there was always to help other people my thing's always been i'm obviously going to be able to help more people if you can help yourself more you know like if you're a better person you so can when help did you do that people. i did that in september i did the master's practitioner okay. and then That's a recent thing. Yeah, oh no that was november master's practitioner was in november and then I, in September, or it might have been August even, maybe it was August, I did the prac one. So I did one week and then I did the two weeks thing and I've just been in that sort of sphere for about a year learning and coaching and working with these other big coaches and learning all the back-end stuff. You don't much in NLP, bud? A little bit. Yeah. Do you like it? I don't mind it. Yeah. Do you look at it from a, like a structural point of view or how do you look at NLP? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, there's lots to be said for it. Just different styles and approaches that appeal and mm. respond to different things. I mm. suppose it's really about how you how you order your own thinking. Mm. It obviously works for you, and you feel comfortable there. It's just another thing. Way. It's not the be all end all, but it's something that's very powerful. You know, someone could say the same thing about positive psychology. Really, you know, oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, I use it when I do and speeches, do. when I talk and stuff, and take people on the journey. Oh yeah. And what I was always taught was the fact that you always start on a high, take them to the lowest point, and then bring them back. Yeah. And like go on the journey through that whole sort of NLP thing. And I find that when I when I'm doing a, a discussion or a speech or to pick a couple of people in the audience and make sure you, they're coming on that journey with you, and it makes it sort of a lot easier from a sales technique and all that sort of stuff. So from mine, it was more from a business point of view and yeah. from a how I sell shit as opposed to from the, how it actually works and what it does to your brain, I suppose. Right. So a lot of people see NLP from that point of view and they get taught it through different means, but to actually use it, let's call it properly, if you like, and how you can learn about how your brain works is awesome. I yeah, think, right. I think it's just a, a unique way to look at life. Well, I like how you picked it up for your business. I think that's great. Mm. You know, it's, uh, I mean, I've used it for years and I used, did that sort of shit before I even knew what it was. So right. some bloke come up to me and goes, when did you study NLP? I went, oh, never done it. Because, <laughs> mate, you've just used about 16 of the techniques well, yeah. or whatever it was during that thing. Yeah, it was, it was really interesting just the way that that works. Mm, and I think a lot of salespeople, they do it just naturally. Mm. They just naturally use it. They're just already good at it. But it's also changing, not changing, it's, it's modifying yourself to be with who you're with as well. Yeah. So, like, you, you mentioned sort of about the feel and all that sort of stuff. It, uh if I'm in a room with a chocolate block full of people and there's all different types of people, I find it very difficult to network. Right? That's why, and I'm very outgoing. I speak to anyone and I'm really confident in yeah. myself. But at the same time, chuck me in a room full of people I don't know. I'm not going to walk up and say, G'day, I'm Brett. What do you do? Yeah. Not me, not what I do. Yeah. Whereas 
if you ask someone, oh, he'd be a fucking awesome network because that's him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's like putting yourself into different situations. No. Oh. So theoretical frameworks organised. Yeah. What's your mission? What's my mission? Oh, man. You told me earlier. Got a name even. Mm, my mission right now, man, There's a, I've got a personal vision, which is obviously just to become the best person I can be. But right now, in business vision, we're working on a business called Bonafide Fitness, which is a new thing. I really like that. That's uh, that's the one you were talking about. Yeah, right? 100%, yeah, yeah. 100%. Obviously, yeah, so that's cool. That's a bunch of guys basically get together a couple times a week. We train on Monday, Wednesdays, and Friday mornings. And it, we just wanted to start off as, you know, let's get fit. Let's not, you know, instead of having a gym membership, let's go and do some calisthenics and some fitness training in the park and just get a bunch of guys together and just make it like a real brotherhood morning coaching sort of thing. And then we started implementing breath work and meditation and it's sort of become like this really cool men's circle and it's all bonafide. So basically, yeah, we're just going to say, we've already started saying, hey, when you see value in this for you, when you feel like you've showed up enough times and you feel like you're getting a lot out of it, you feel free to pay us whatever you feel like we're valued to you, you know, because we want to show up and we want to just give value to these people. And then if they like it, you know, cool. yeah. And how long has this been going? This has been going for two weeks. <laughs> So it's and how many view. people are showing up? Uh, six now. Awesome. Yeah, six. This is brilliant. Yeah. Pretty good, isn't it? Bonafide. Yeah. Bonafide. Yeah. yeah. What does bonafide mean? Means, yeah. yeah. What's it, it mean? Yeah, it means in good. It means basically in good faith. Like mm-hmm. if you if you pay something in good faith, it's like. Yeah, um, I thought I thought legitimate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's that's right. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. So, it's like a men's group. Yeah. That, that's why you're pitching it in effect. Yeah, it's like a men's like, health. It's like a fitness version of men's shit. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But for young blokes. Yeah, for young guys, like millennial type age, like my age to 25, 26, 27. I had sort of a thing. similar idea the only the other day. The only yeah. thing would be different, right, yeah. is that we'd also have a stock betting group. A stock betting group. <laughs> Where we'd come in and share stocks and Love sh- share things that we're following. I'm in. As after the meditation and the exercise, we sit around. <laughs> we sit around. Oh, I'm, I'm following cryptocurrency right now when Ethan's about to go. Boys, get on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Race six and like four. A, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's a great idea. I, I do that actually unofficially. We've got a, a punters club, if you like, and there's six of my old, well, exactly. six of my old schoolmates. Mate, we, but the banter during the week. Is awesome. Everyone's got each other's back. We talk about shit. The and it's just these like six blokes. Um, we've got another group that's got about thirty in it. But these like it's you share real stuff. It's mm. it's really really cool. Like one of the boys is struggling. We're on his. How you doing, bud? Like everything all right? And they're checking in daily. And then on Saturday, if you don't win, you're an asshole. <laughs> if you win, you're a legend. <laughs> and it's one of those things that every week everyone has the bet and does it. Uh, it's sort of an unofficial version, but that's at cool. millennials, it's Bonaf- fucking awesome. Bonafide. I like it. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's good fun. So it's nice. last time I met you, yes. you were very uh, pumped and had about 37 million things that you <laughs> wanted to do and on the go. You seem a little bit more, I'm not going to say focused because I hate that word. You seem it's a funny bit more, because. Uh, I don't know what the word is. It's like 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 prioritised yeah, would be a good word, word for it. Like It's funny because I remember coming in, I had so much stuff going on. But you gave me the best advice because I came in with this like sheet and it was like a schedule and I was like, oh yeah, so I, I want to schedule this, this and this. And I remember you looked at me, he's like, you're just like, you want to know what I do? And I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And you were just like, I do not follow a schedule. Like, fuck it. Like, I just yeah. do whatever I want to do. I just do anything that I want to do. I don't worry about it at all. And I was like, that's amazing. 
and that's what feels good to me. And it's not so amazing for his PA. <laughs> I, 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 she loves me. She's new. She loves me. I don't have a PA yet, so I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> no, that's yeah. good. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. No, so keep I. Keep talking uh, me up. <laughs> and then no. it just changed my life from then on. Yeah, no, it did though. It really helped. And then I just sort of, went, um, I met another guy and he gave me very similar advice to what you did. It was just sort of like, just, just if you like something, just go and do it. And so he said to me, just um, if you like this gymnastics business, which is the other thing I had on the side, he's like, just grow that and focus on that, you know, because if you keep looking for the next shiny object, you're not going to get the skills and grow the skills to know what it's like to build a business. So he basically just said, yeah, just go and build that business and go there. And so that's what I've been so focusing on. So your vision on. is to build a business? Yeah, I want to build a business. I want to build a residual income for myself doing what I love and doing what I like. And it's just been a mission and uh, a ride of doing more of that. So when I find something I like, great, do that, and then keep adding bits and moving and working my life around that. Really, like, it's it's about building a lifestyle around the business as well. So the other thing we spoke about, you are still living at home and didn't want to live there anymore. Yeah, no. Nah. Right. And then this, this afternoon I said, are you still living at home? He goes, yep, but I'm moving out on this date. Yeah. Tell why. Why? Um, you've now picked a date. I just knew it just because like I, for so long, you know, when you say like, oh yeah, I'll get it done. I'll get it done. I'll get it done. And then you, you eventually you just feel flustered or something. I just knew that if I put a date down and I was like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll leave, leave on this date. And I've had that there for over a month now and everything's lining up for that to happen. Like, you know, when it's just, it's like, oh, that's great for that. That's great for that. That's great for that. And it's just been step after step in the right direction. And I know that by that date, I'll be out of home because I'm already now all the funds are like piling up for like rent and, you know, so I've got like financial security to move out and that sort of stuff. So it's just, yeah, that was just, it was just about making a, a date and then sticking to that. And then I look at it every single morning and just follow that pretty much. Yeah. And what, and what about a partner? Are you on your own? Yeah, I'm on my own. And do you like that? Yeah, I do, but I miss it. I must say, I miss it. Yeah, yeah I definitely miss that. Yeah, and is that is that something you see on the on the sort of future, near future? Or are you like, are you looking, or are you? Uh, I'm not looking out there on a mission. I'm just going to do this. No one and nothing else is me. I want to be the person I want to <laughs> be more so. And like, it's, I, I feel as like as well. I want some more financial security to be able to like be like, okay, I've got some good foundation because I haven't had amazing foundation. You know, I've just sort of been all over the place doing stuff. So I want good foundation to be able to like sort of go there. And I might be right and I might be wrong doing that. I don't really know, but I just kind of want to be a bit more stable and get my head switched on even better and then, yeah. But do you, do you think you're trying to find the end? What I mean by that? No. Like you're focused on getting that and getting that. Do you think nah. it'll be the next thing, then the next thing, nah. the next thing? I've thought, I was thinking about that today as well. I think it's just, I feel like I want to get to a couple of steps further than where I am now. And then I'm in a point on where your I'm timeline. Like, yeah. Just so I can be like, okay, I'm comfortable to do that thing because the last time I got in a relationship, it was just so much distraction, you know, so much, um, yeah, distraction is probably the word. And it really took me away from all the stuff I should have been focusing on. Like I feel like as a young man, I wasn't emotionally ready as well, and that just messed me up heaps. So, yeah, I just feel like I want to, yeah, just give it a bit of time and just keep plodding along, keep, you know, hanging around mentors and people that I look up to and I'd be like, okay, learning from them, just learning and, you know, watching how their relationships are and how they do stuff. And I'll just be like, okay, cool. 
And then, um, yeah, because I know as soon as I make the decision, it'll be very quick. You know, like I'm, I'm, yeah, I feel confident in myself that I'll make the right choice. Yeah, I feel. What do you think about that, bud? I think it's fascinating. It is, isn't it? Young bloke negotiating his way through life. Yeah. <laughs> learning things as he goes. Wanted to share, wanted to grow. Yeah, good. I just love the fact he wants to share and tell us about it. And he's not a, he's not ashamed or afraid or any of that sort of stuff to actually. Do you see a little bit of yourself? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Is, is, is this you, you know, no, no, this 63 is years ago? <laughs> I was 48 <laughs> on Sunday. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, I, but the thing is, I think well, the way I see Cato is that I. You know, when you look back at things and go, fuck, if I was like that at that age and didn't give a fuck about everything else, imagine what could have happened or how it could have been. But you see, that's what I look up to because that's how you think of it now. So I see myself in that and I'm like, okay. Because it's like, you know, humans are better than what they were 100 years ago because of stuff like this. And when I'm your age, I'm going to be looking at some kid going, I wish I was doing what you were doing and he's going to be sitting there looking at me going, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing because of the people before them that have done that. You know, that's the way I look at it. So oh, thank you. I wouldn't you. say wish. I'd say I'd look at it. Yeah, no. Okay, good. No, no, it's I interesting like you say that because I don't wish. Oh, man, I've lived my life so far yeah. from where I am because yeah, of what yeah, I've yeah. done. But at the same time, the good, it's, the bad and the ugly, right? Yeah. But the thing is I also look back and think, Gee, imagine what would I'm yeah, a sliding yeah, that's doors what I mean. type yeah. bloke, yeah? Yeah. Is the fact, imagine what would happen if that happened or that happened. Mm. And I look at lots of different things like that. Like if I hadn't have made that stupid decision, like what the fuck would have happened there? Or if I had have done that, what could have happened? Or could I have changed that? Yeah. All these things. But then I look down and go, fuck it. I'm where I am. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> Why dwell on shit in the past? Mm. He helped me with that. It's pretty good. I'd even go as far as to say we can't be anywhere other than where we are. I love oh, that. Uh, Agree a hundred percent. Given in the same spot, given the same amount of information, we were likely to make the same decision. Yeah. So here we go. How do we roll from here? Yeah. That's all that matters. Well, roll. I mean, where are we headed? What are we going? What is the mission? Who are we? Well, who, my... who are we trying to save? Well, my next everyone's just doing timeline. what they need to do. Mm-hmm. It's like you got this timeline. How long's the timeline go? Mm-hmm. Do you know when you die? Well, what I mean, like you know, you say fourteen point eight billion years of counting, mate. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but the thing just, is, just from this universe, Big Bang, you know, let's just. I love it that. That's another <laughs> exciting conversation. Oh, the carbon in this room that we're all creating <laughs> we're all from. Yeah. It's been floating around for a while. Just been through, just been through some experiences. <laughs> How do they know it's fourteen point eight billion? Ah, it's a good guess. <laughs> no, it is. It is very. No, no, it is fourteen point eight. I don't know the mathematical equation how they retrace light and matter to the Did source of all it? creation. Well, we can if you'd like. <laughs> I don't think there's a lot in it. It's around 14.8, 14.6 according to some sites. I don't know. Okay. Give or or take. 200,000 million years, whatever. A long time. It's a fucking long time, Brett, is the point. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. So what's next in your timeline? Uh, In the timeline is just to keep going off the goals that I've got. I've got this little book of goals. what are your goals? So (laughs) they're pretty basic. Like... Uh, for the business, I had uh, to have four classes fully booked out, which for me, there's 10, 10 spots in it. It's just eight kids in a class and four of them booked out by 16th, so mid-month, um, making about 500, it's 550 on that business. 
And then there's a, a goal for the next month and the next month. And then I've got like some body goals, like some strength goals, like how much I can bench squat and deadlift in the gym. I've just had a goal of that for ages. And then I was like, screw it. I'm going to make a goal. And so I'm just working towards that. And then there's the financial goals that are like, okay, move out by this date. And I've got the date in the book. And stuff. Do you have a personal trainer? Do I have a per- what, for my head or for my body? Well, for your your love muscle, <laughs> <laughs> your heart, your belly, whatever. Do I, I have a personal trainer? No, <laughs> I am my own personal trainer. Are you? I am. All right. I'm just yeah. thinking, just brainstorming, <laughs> just just <laughs> spitball. Because we have <laughs> been doing this for a little while, a long time. Yeah, we've got. Oh, like, yeah. 40, 50 podcasts yeah. on our belt. And we started off with, you know, doing a bit of a trace of your of my of my weight, weight your, yeah. you know, your, your, your cycle. Yeah. And I feel <laughs> like we've gone on a pattern. Pattern, yeah. It's called a yo-yo yeah. pattern. <laughs> yeah. I'd even say a curvature pattern. And you were smashing it. I mean, you were close to 100 kg there. Yeah, I got down to nearly 100 kg. So yeah, I, think, I think you slipped under at one point. I won my mind back, back in the day. Yeah. Back in the day. I don't know. You know, everyone needs needs a support, don't they? Hundred percent. Who's your coach? I've various. I have a few. I try. I t- like consistently. I don't have one. No. Which do is you, the do problem. you have a coach? No, I don't think so. Neither do I. See, I think we've got three real independent thinkers in the room tonight. Mm. But I think we could all benefit from. Mm. Well, actually, I do have a coach now. But do I listen to what he says? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my old psychologist, really. <laughs> Could we benefit from the idea of commitment to, you know, uh, a guide? Fuck yeah. Yeah. 100%. Why aren't we? We, and I'm saying we. Well, it's interesting because at the moment we're on a uh, a Make My Body a Temple campaign in the office. So we are, we're account- we have accountability partners in the office where if you eat something bad. Well, that's then... a long way from my, my body is an amusement park and I will eat. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Let's go to My temple's currently a pyramid, yeah, but it's still oh, yeah. some form of okay, temple. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but I find that with from an accountability side of things, I think that's really important. And I think this podcast, more on a regular basis, makes me a better human. Oh, does it? Does, 100%. Mm. This is my therapy session. Where do you do your group group work at, mate? Where, uh, where, Burley. Where does Burley? Burley? Yeah. It's close to you, mate. It's close to you too, isn't it? Not yet. When we move, it will be. <laughs> We might come and join your group. What day is you doing it? Monday, Wednesday, Friday. What time of the day? We do at 6.30. 6.30, we do a hit session, so a workout session, and then we go I'm afterwards. Work, then. Shouldn't do that, should I? I should go and do a hit session and then have a chat to the lads. 6.30 be a tough, isn't it? It's be a tough thing to get. Yoga, yoga's on at 6. Oh, do you do yoga? That's an interesting question. We, we might start doing oh, it. We do a, we do a, yeah, yeah. He's a yogi. Yeah. He's we a, do he's we, an instructor. Yeah, right. Very well, good. I don't instruct, but No, he's done the course. Anyway, I, I, I do have a guide at the moment. Who's your guide? Yeah. I have a guru. But you've always had a guru, that's Ram Dash. No, no, I've got an actual Human guru. Well yeah. Who's your guru? I I we'll just talk to him better as the guru. Let's call him the guru. But it's it's a beautiful it's a, him? it's a beautiful thing to have. So you you're asking personally. Sorry, is the, the guru... Trying to steer away from that. Sorry, is the guru... Um, what does the guru do well, for yeah. you? You can't help yourself. Okay. Anyway. No, but what does uh, the guru do? Um, is it like an accountability partner or is it more of a giving you a time? It has become an accountability issue. Yeah. But uh, really it's just someone that you deeply 
intimately connect with that um, you know, reflects a deeper, more uh, connected aspect of yourself. Mm. Yeah. Are you going to tell us any more? Oh, I'm just answering your fucking question. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the idea was was that we could benefit. I think young blokes do yeah, go great. on that. You went on your own. Yeah, 100%. I've gone on my own. This bloke. He's an independent thinker. Yeah. You know, he, he he wants to figure it out for himself. He doesn't want to be taught. Yeah. But I think there's a lot to be said for committing to that type of process. I wish I had. Yeah, no, I agree. Mm, I think it also depends on, you've got to know, I swear, like, you've got to know what you're looking for. If you don't, I reckon if you, journey. That's, journey. if you don't know what you're looking for, it's so hard. How can we teach if we don't know what we're looking for? Yeah, that's a good point. You know, you two like blind leading the blind, aren't we? Yeah. I've been that. I've done that. I've gone there. They, then who? It's because they reckon that the best coaches have coaches, the best leaders have leaders. But then what about the leader that doesn't have a leader that's leading? The one that's right up there. Mind blown. <laughs> 14, I always thought billion those who years. can't coach. That's what I was always taught. Those who can't do actually coach. Oh, you look down on coach. No, no, that's just what I was taught. Well, not no, it's not my opinion, <laughs> isn't it? No, it's not actually. Wait, what I'm a what coach. point? What point? <laughs> no, I can do. <laughs> no, but that, that's what we were always told as kids and stuff. Those who can't coach or those who couldn't coach, like the NRL player that wasn't actually that good a player, becomes the the guru coach. Often makes a better coach than Indeed. a good player. Yeah. Why is that? Wally Lewis was a shit coach because he didn't. Ha- he doesn't have to think about what he did Indeed. to get it done. He just did it. The Wayne Benton, who was the average kind of player, wasn't the great player, had to contemplate each step, each movement, each thought pattern to get where he needed to go. They had to try harder as a player, didn't well, they? they? So they then they, understood it more. They had to think more, yeah. Where Wally, Lewis, Wally Lewis just got out of bed, picked up the ball and let it happen. And is that the same as non-football terms? <sighs> well, like, I love that question. No, Those who you. follow a leader follow a leader, but who does the leader follow? Yeah, what about that one at the at the top? Well, oh, hasn't it, he followed it, leaders to a particular point? There's an excellent it, uh, samurai Netflix show I just watched. Uh, it goes through the whole history of you know 15th century Japan and the yeah. samurais, and their leaders one minute and they're dead the next, and then the next. But who kills them? them? The guy below well, them? Well, I mean, samurais are often killing themselves when they're when they're falling on their up, sword. Falling on their sword. It's quite br- brutal and beautiful at the same time, but. Well, the next one comes on at the moment. So one minute you're following and you're a general, and the next minute your opportunity comes through and you've got to be the leader. and You've got to make decisions. So it's about timing, I think, isn't it? So is that like the monarchy? Mm. Is that the same sort of thing? They take over when that one goes, the next one comes up type thing? Like uh, in You'll have to watch a documentary. I reckon it's more of like I'd a... I'd like to watch that. What's Good. it called? History of the Samurai or something. Oh, is it in English or you have to read it? Some subtitles, mostly English. Oh, awesome. I reckon it's like a pyramid, like a like a staircase, you know? Like there's all you're always at one point along the staircase. There's always someone above you and there's always someone below you. So you, you get to pull someone up to where you are and then you get to look at the next person above you and pull yourself up to them. And it, you used to think yeah. that. Yeah? What do you think to, now? I think sometimes you walk I think of a as opposed to a pyramid that's nicely shaped. Yeah. I think a rough mountain. Yeah. Maybe yeah, you're yeah, walking yeah, up yeah, the wrong yeah, track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get three quarters of the way up and you're fucked. That's true. And you've got a backtrack. Nothing wrong with that. No, that's But you're pulling people up and getting people to follow you on your three-quarter journey. Yeah. When a guru might be said, mate, actually, that's not that. This is a much better path. Yeah. 
The thing you just said, though, is you pull someone else up and then you have to climb up to the next bloke. Why is he not pulling up? No, he is pulling you up too. Oh, you've okay. got to be able to ask for help sometimes as well. So you've got to be asked to be pulled up. Yeah, like, you know, if 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 I'm going to obviously, it's two, it goes two ways. You didn't. With my own f- thing? Yeah, we do a little journey. It was all done that's, on your own. That's why it's interesting. That's why it's interesting <laughs> that you, I don't know who asked me if I was religious or not because I felt like I was almost pulled to do it. Channeled. Yeah. Guided. Yeah, yeah. Like divine inspiration. I feel like when he talks about his mission, he is feeling channeled. It's interesting, eh? Something's cracked open. Something's filtering through. I love it. So you talked to me about your mission, and I feel like you pulled back. I feel like you talked about your business. Yeah, no, you're right. I really wanted to hear about your mission. Man. And I really wanted what divine aspect of the reality you're talking about. All right, all right. I don't believe enough people are living out their truest potential. I really don't believe that enough people are tapping into their their soul's purpose, their soul's calling. I don't believe there's enough people who understand that. Like myself, I'm on a journey to get there. And every time I reach a new level, it, I feel like I want to bring more people up to that point. It's it's and it's not it's never like some this is a point. It's more so energetically raising them in a sense. Raising consciousness. Yeah, raising yeah, 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 yeah. Pulling humanity along the path. Yeah, absolutely. So what's your vision then? What would you see? Working with school kids is a big one for me. I I spoke at TSS this week. I went to the school. I spoke to the kids in year 10 uh, choosing their careers. Because for me, I went to economics and then I changed in uni and I've got a lot of debt for something I didn't even want to do. And I don't want kids to go through that just because they think it's a part of the path or something like that. How did you get that gig? The economics one. Now, how'd you get the gig talking at TSS? Yeah, what's this? It's a quality gig. I've been That's manifesting. Great. I've been manifesting it for ages. I have an Instagram. I talk about it all the time and all these messages. And honestly, I have just talked about it and written it out for so long. I met a guy called Nav, Nav Deep, and he's been talking <laughs> I at love schools. Nav. Nav, he's been. Nav's a legend. Oh, he's amazing. Oh, he's good. I've been talking to him for ages. And then he just said, man, do you want to come and speak at a school on Monday about helping kids choose what they want to do after school. And I was like, are you serious? Like, that's literally what I want to do. And then, yeah, I just landed that. So that's how that happened. So you found you off Insta? Uh, nah, we connected a few times at different events and yeah. I'd, help, I'd helped him out at events and like sort of just like, you know, had cool conversation. He did a bit of mentoring stuff for me, just like just had great chats with me and he knew I was interested and he knew this is what I wanted to do. And he just reached out and he said, do you want to do this? And I was like, yep. Did you prepare or did you just go up no, there and just speak? I just went up there and spoke. Love it. Yeah, I just went up there and spoke. Oh, yeah, it was good. good. It was fun. It was good fun. What did you get out of it? Uh, <laughs> I got a lot out of it. Like I said, a lot of school kids at the time, you know, when it's so hard to get a kid into the mindset that you're in, when they're in, like for them, they're just in school listening to people speak on stage, just killing to get out, go to lunch, play with their mates. So, you know, to be able to break that barrier down, hard and fast if you've only got a short period of time was uh, like I had to bring it, you know, so that was what I learned. Also learned that um, I know a lot more, I have a lot more confidence with this sort of thing than I thought. I thought I might be a bit nervous, but like I was, I felt like I, I feel like I am talking myself up a bit, but I felt good that I could go out there and I could deliver. So I learned that I could do that. And I learned that a lot of kids really do believe that going to uni 
and going to work on mum and dad's farm or going to get it like this job like that that's that that's their that's their funnel that's the funnel they see and I asked them a few questions like who wakes up feeling really happy and excited about their future and two out of 80 kids put their hands up and I was like what where's the feelings in between I was like who just feels shit and the rest of the kids put their hands up and for me I was like this is cooked this is not okay this is not right and were the teachers in there yeah there was teachers in there did they say anything to you at the end yeah, they said thank you. Like, that was great. I had to shoot off. I had to go to work. And so I didn't get to watch my mates who were also there. Um, but, yeah, they liked that. They liked it a lot. They were, And, it's you know, the teachers were even saying to us before, they were saying, you know, the, the purpose of this is to tell kids that there's more opportunity out there than going and working on mum and dad's farm or going to uni and going and doing something. Um, my mate had a speech that was saying that about 30% of uh, – students that finish a degree get a job in a field they want 30 percent, and then i was just like Whoa, that's crazy you know and most of these kids just don't really know that to see that um they just see it as like oh well i hope i'm one of that 30 percent <laughs> um yeah but, but yeah they're, they're the theories they're taught though as well yeah Did you know I, I was a wealth coach once right and part of the thing was that something like 30 percent of the population rely on winning the lotto yeah as their future. Oh, wow. But out of that 30%, only 50% go in the lotto. Wow. <laughs> so work that one out. Yeah, so these guys wow. that have all got this theory because they're taught that. Mm. Their parents teach them that. Their teachers, to, they're like, you have to follow this path. Yeah. You don't follow this. Fuck the path. Yeah. Move on. That's Make awesome. Make your own you path. kids, mate. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. 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 What have Perfect. you recommended to your kids? Do Do you. 100%. Do you. If you don't want to do something, don't do it. Yeah, I'm that's a, it. I'm a, my little fella, 11 years old. Doesn't want to go to school? Mate, I got, no, go. I got home. <laughs> we got a letter off his teacher. <laughs> he's, loving, he's loving school. Be the entrepreneur you can be, mate. No, but the, his thing was, he got this thing off a teacher saying, Archer's a great kid and he's this and he's that. We had a spelling test this week and he only got one right out of 14. And I've gone, so? Like, when does he going to need to spell? Like, yeah. he's got a computer all that stuff. That was the wrong attitude, obviously. But he then looked at it and gone, oh, because the only reason I got that first one right, because it was Grand Prix and I saw it on Mario Kart, I remembered it. And that's how he spelled it right. And I'm sitting there going, so he's obviously a visual learner. Right. right? But then my missus turns around and she goes, I think I can suss this. Thing. Okay, what is dull? And she goes, what I'll do is I'll offer him something if he goes better doing this, right? The whole bribery, let's call it bribery. What it is, call it for what it is. Incentive, bribery, <laughs> yep. So he now gets five bucks if he gets all of his words right, right? Hasn't missed one since. Yeah, right. So here's the way his brain works. Not that I have to do this to learn. It's mm. like he make five bucks if I do that. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, I don't know whether to be really proud of the kid. <laughs> I'll be really pissed off because he's upset his mother again. But you know what I mean? Like it's it's different ways of thinking. Mm. Whereas my other boy, just really straight smart, will study, 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 do all the stuff and then play basketball. That's his mission and that's what he does and all that, whereas every other kid is completely different. You'd find that with all your kids too. Every single kid's different, but they need to learn the way they need to learn. Some mm. are visual, some are audible, some are like write shit down on that. And I think everyone needs to be treated individually, not as a big group of 80 people. Did you finish economics? No. No, I did a year of it. It was It was actually, it wasn't even economics. That was what I wanted to get into. I did business management and communication, but no. No. Nah, wasn't for you. 
It wasn't for me. It was that it was I was that was the year that was the year that I was struggling anyway in my head. So I was just going through so much and I was like, I don't even want to be here. And so I went into engineering. That's another part of my mission. You know Jetman? Jetman. Yeah, Jetman's a guy who's got the big jet pack wings. Oh yeah. He's so he's basically he's just it's him and then he's just got wings, big carbon fiber wings, and he just flies. And he's got like fifteen minutes of fly time and now there's three of them. So that's what I want to be in the future. You want to be Jetman. One hundred percent. That's that is a massive goal vision of mine. Like the speaking and the helping people, I want to do, but like very personal thing. Yeah, and I, like I've already got my skydive license and everything. I'm saving up every week to go skydiving, and you know, like it's it's happening. It's going to happen. So you want to fly? Oh, yeah, one hundred percent. It's happened. I like th- that is the most visualized thing out of anything I have. That's it. That's it. But I like more of like a worldly mission is like the helping people and that sort of stuff. But yeah, like the other stuff is just like, no, I'm I want to learn how to fly. I'm flying. Yeah. It's happening. It, within the next five years. Yep. Done. Happening. Wow. Yeah. Have you ever jumped out of a plane? Bro? Yeah. You like it? Yeah. Yeah. Eight jumps up. Oh, yeah. oh nice. Have yeah, you got I started, your course? I started doing my course. Yeah. I had to get yeah. to 12, but yeah, didn't get there. It's tricky. Why'd you stop? Money. Oh, was it? It's quite expensive. A, it is expensive. Yeah. I've only ever done once. I jumped out of a plane with mum on her sixtieth birthday. Yeah. When it was a ten and one best oh, one of the best feelings oh. I've had. I'd love to do it on my own. So I'd just be nervous I wouldn't be able to pull the cord and I just want to keep floating. Because <laughs> it was such a good feeling. Yeah. <laughs> just keep going, that ground's coming fast. No. <laughs> the ground does come pretty fast. <laughs> it pulls automatically, but the thing does. Oh, does it? Yeah, the chute's got a little thing on it, so when you hit about I think it's eight hundred feet or something, it pulls automatically. That's all right. No, it'd be too close. <laughs> Extra 13 seconds of flight time. You're laughing. Unless it doesn't pull. That's <laughs> there is no seconds. chance for pulling the reserve chute at that point. <laughs> you got one shot. You're one shot. You'll be okay if it works and you're fucked if it's not. <laughs> hey, though, mate, yeah. this has been absolutely awesome. I thank you so much for coming to join us. No worries. Mate, one of the things we, we do when we, uh, when we finish our podcast is always talk about the beer we've just drunk. Because we've been speaking about ourselves and stuff, and what we do is we picture ourselves where we are with the beer, and Chris always goes first, and we score the beer out of 10. What do you got for me, brother? Well, it's burly beer. It's low carbs, so I'm not going to feel guilty. I feel great. Um, I'm going to give it a... uh... Well, I've just uh, pulled into work. Mm -hmm. You land on the roof or on the ground? Well, I think it's a roof. It's a roof, I yeah. think there's some sort of helipad pad landing. Yeah, big J on it. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of pulled in. Yep. And um, I'm feeling pretty good and really, really feeling really relaxed. So I'm figuring I'm not going to go to work. Get back off. Get back off. Stack it. Go to the pub. And I'm cracking one open at 10 o'clock. I'm feeling pretty good about life. I don't know what's going to happen next, but I don't care. Life's okay. What do you give out of 10 today? It's increasing. Because the first time you had this, you didn't like it. Wow, no carbs. Yeah, it's good now. What do you got for us, mate? Uh, I've just popped into Thailand. Popped into Thailand? On your jetpack? On my jetpack. I've just flown in. I've just flown (laughs) into Phuket. It's a nice sunny day. I'm on the beach. Mm. I've popped down. And the old Thai love's gone, do you want a massage? And I'm like, no. I'd love a Cooper. Oh, there's no that. She's she's whipped out a Cooper's for me. And I've I've just started I've just started gulping it and there's a little bubbly bit just sliding down the side of my face, but I just couldn't help myself, you know, it's just too good. 
and I've enjoyed my beverage. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. No. Mine's really simple. Burly big head. I'm a burly in the young men's group. Coming down, feeling really old because they're all really young and fit. But then we sit down and have a chat about life. And what joy. Sitting back and listening to the boys talk about shit. And then we all walk across the bar and grab a burly beard and crack one up. Probably about 11 a.m., mate. We've been talking for a while. You've been giving different stuff. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> IOU.com. And, uh, yeah, mate, I'll give, always give it a 9 out of 10. Love that beer. Love the fact that zero carbs. Hello, mate. Thanks so much for coming in to see us. No worries. It's been a pleasure chatting to you, buddy. It's been fun. Enjoy your mission. I will. Yeah, keep us informed. Let us know how we go and anything we can do to help. Absolutely. Thanks, brother. Good to see you again, mate. Beautiful, mate. Very inspirational. Stay close to the heart, mate. Peace out. Peace Thanks, boys. Thanks. Cheers.